Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there and welcome again to the Explaining History podcast and today I want to look at the Syrian revolt of 1925 where um, the city of Damascus and the Syrian people rose up uh, against French colonial rule. Um, the The long story of this um, is based around the, the Paris Peace Conference and the uh, the mandates, and it goes even back uh, earlier than that. Um, if we go back to um, nineteen fifteen, and the uh, Sykes uh, Pico Sazonov uh, agreement, which was the agreement between the uh, Sir Mark Sykes um, and uh, George Pico and Sazonov, their um, Russian counterpart to divide up the, the Middle East. Um, in James Barr's excellent book, uh, A Line in the Sand, it, it talks an awful lot about uh, the Sykes-Picot Agreement and how um, the the French believe themselves to have a, a long-standing uh, historical claim on Syria dating all the way back to, to the Crusades. Um, I, I have had the, the good fortune many years ago stand on the battlements of French Crusader castles, looking out down the Bekar Valley. Um, so you get a sense of, of how far back there had been a French colonial presence in Syria. Um, the French um, claimed uh, Syria um, after uh, at the Paris Peace Conference, uh, based on the, the Sykes-Picot Agreement, and they, they saw um, the possible influence of Britain in Syria as a mortal threat. The French would rather hope they would get Palestine as well. Palestine originally uh, was then allocated to be an international mandate and then fell into to British hands. And in um, uh, Mesopotamia, modern-day Iraq, where Britain 
uh, established itself, much to the outrage of Fran France when they realised that uh, one of the key cities of Mesopotamia uh, would be Mosul, where the British knew there was oil, uh, and the British uh, traded Mosul for Syria. Um, the French felt uh, utterly cheated. Um, and so um, the two powers spent the best part of two and a half decades um, interfering with one another's um, control over these mandates in the Middle East. The mandates, of course, were meant to be um, a, a means by which uh, colonial powers could help um, the uh, less developed nations to reach um, a level of, of self-governance. Um, there are different categories of uh, mandate, um, and the uh, Arab countries were seen as category B mandates, so they would eventually be ready for self-rule in uh, maybe maybe a matter of decades. The British, of course, didn't see it like that. Neither did the French. They saw these as de facto colonies that they were determined to hold on for uh, as long as possible. So today we're looking at The Guardians by Susan Pedersen, uh, which we've uh, looked at briefly before. Um, and here we're on um, Chapter 5, Bombing Damascus. And Susan Pedersen writes... Officially, the French insisted that the Syrian revolt of 1925 had no deep causes. It was just the work of brigands and agitators who took advantage of a rising uh, in the ever-volatile uh, Jabal Druze um, to prey on vulnerable villages and harry French forces. Most observers at the time, however, not to mention virtually all historians since, saw early mandate Syria as a tinderbox of discontents, which even the slightest spark could burst into flame except amongst the Christian population of Mount Lebanon. Resentment against the French presence was near universal, and in Syria, feeling against the creation of Greater Lebanon and the division of the rest of the country into four separate statelets ran high. Um, Lebanon was an artificially created uh, Christian state in the Middle East, created by, uh, by the French, which uh, had traditionally always been part of Syria. Syrian notables educated in the West or at Ottoman schools and accustomed to running their own local administrations deeply resented orders that made the actions of every local official subject to French approval. Uh, Syrian military officers were offended when forced to accept commissions far below their Ottoman ranks. French economic policy also hit the population hard, for France pegged the new Syrian pound to the unstable franc, creating serious inflation. It's, it's fascinating that when you look at the American occupation of Iraq from 2003 onwards, uh, almost every mistake made by Syria in that paragraph is replicated by uh, America. Um, the uh, Iraqi bureaucracy and army quite happy to consider um, a change of regime, no specific loyal to Saddam Hussein, but outraged when, firstly, um, structure, fundamental structures of government are, are, are abolished, and then the army itself is simply dissolved, and um, so officers uh, with many, many years of experience in all sorts of things like bomb-making, for example, are dismissed uh, without the possibility of, of a pension, um, whilst lining up and hoping that the Americans were actually ready to create 
um, a, a new regime. Apparently not. Finally, as luck would have it, writes Susan Peterson, um, in ni- um, 1924 was a year of drought and bad harvests, sowing hardship and anxiety among populations for whom the memory of the wartime famine was still very real. So, um, the shorter-term causes um, were, were numerous. In Jabal Druze, one of the semi-autonomous statelets created by France in 1921, which yeah, lasted till uh, 1936, uh, there was an opportunity for um, the, the, the whole um, volatile mixture of Syrian politics to, to really ignite. Um, uh, Gabriel Carbinet, um, a French officer with experience for in uh, West Africa, had been appointed in 1923 as the local governor of Jabal Druze. Um, he, he was des- described here as an authoritarian, active fellow, and possibly slightly deranged. Carbinet saw the Jabal Druze through a framework of medieval feudalism and took it upon himself to emancipate its serfs through an ambitious programme of road construction, school building and land reform. Unable to persuade peasants of the usefulness of his plans, and without the money to hire them, he made extensive and unlawful use of forced labour, which is a novel way of trying to end serfdom, I suppose. When individuals protested, they received summary chastisement. Minor acts of resistance, including in cases in, in a case that became famous, the disappearance of one officer's cat, elicited... Collective punishments and fines. Jews' sheikhs who remonstrated were set to road-breaking or locked up. Um, so e- enormous humiliations for um, tri- tribal and religious leaders. By the spring of 1925, unrest had reached such a pitch that the High Commissioner sent this Kurtz-like figure off to France for a holiday. Jews' notables and the intelligence officers at the service de Resenimont um, advised his permanent re- removal. So, uh, th- this is interesting. And occasionally in colonial histories, you find characters like this, figures who embrace their colonial roles with um, a zeal f- above and beyond anything that's asked for them, and often, um, often a level of brutality and sadism. Some who have this kind of transformative idea uh, which is uh, in- inherently sort of chauvinistic and racist, the idea that A, the local people can't do things for themselves, and B, the things that the local people are doing are the wrong things, uh, and they should be really looking to modernise, to advance and to refashion their country uh, along the lines that the coloniser uh, recognises being proper or good. Um, the the man who would consider the uh, calls for um, uh, Carbile to be removed was Maurice Sorrell, um, who was the High Commissioner. Um, and Sorrell was actually um, such a negative impact on the Jabal Druze situation um, that he began to actually do more to um, fan the flames. Um, He is described here as an unusual figure in the French army, um, anti-clerical, Freemason, 
and a war hero to boot, um, and a figure of, of the kind of the, uh, the political left. He'd been appointed by the new cartel de gauche um, government in the late in late nineteen twenty four to replace the Catholic uh, Maxim Weygand, um, uh, an act roundly criticised by the French right as driven only by party considerations. Weygand himself was Im- immensely brutal in uh, in Syria, um, a, f- a figure who um, waged war. Um, uh, 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 against tribal leaders uh, and believed that Syria was uh, a place to be brought into line by France. Um, so yes, he replaced uh, Maxime Weygand, um, uh, 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 and roundly criticised by the French writers, driven only by party considerations. And indeed, within days of his arrival in Beirut, Sorel had alienated Lebanese Christians. Determined to follow a policy of impartiality, um, which uh, the um, the political right saw as really leniency towards uh, Syrian Muslims, Sorel uh, proposed free elections and allowed Syrian parties to form, uh, which saw the development of the Syrian People's Party under the leadership of Abdurrahman Shahbahandar, um, who was the former foreign minister of uh, Prince Faisal, uh, formerly Prince Faisal of Syria, and later Prince Faisal of Iraq. Faisal, son of uh, Sharif Hussein of Mecca, uh, was given the the role of uh, king of Syria uh, and was uh, sent, uh, later um, turfed out by the French and sent to uh, sent, sent sent to Iraq, where. Uh, he, he via Palestine, uh, and uh, was able to establish himself as the monarch of, of Iraq. So, despite the fact that uh, the the possibilities of um, free elections and a multi-party democracy emerged, um, the the Druze sheikhs and the more uh, modern forward-thinking nationalists in Damascus uh, learned very quickly that Sorel had no interest in a real change to his authority. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Actions that he proposed would have been a, high, a highly tame affair. To show his commitment or lack thereof to meaningful democracy, um, in July 1925, um, Sorel um, instructed his officials in Damascus to lure the Druze chiefs to Damascus on the pretext of hearing their uh, complaints and their uh, resentments, uh, at which point, uh, when they were assembled in one place, he arrested them and had them uh, exiled from the country. So the most militantly anti-French leader in the Jabal Druze, Sultan al-Atrash, saw this as the the final insult um, and um, he had been a a long-term enemy of the French um, and had opposed the the administration's 1921 uh, deal with the Druze and had continued to carry on a guerrilla war uh, from Transjordan throughout 1922. Um, it would be in the British that had kicked him out of Transjordan in 1923. Um, and only after that did he sort of submit to French authority and promise to be good. Um, however, this humiliation, um, which, which didn't feature him, he had chosen um, wisely not to attend... Uh, this um, uh, bash thrown by Sorel. Um, uh, he saw that as being um, the, 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 the great, uh, great dishonour. On the 18th of July, uh, 1925, Drew's Highlanders brought down a French airplane and four days later, abandoned Al-Atrash's command, engaged a column of between 150 and 250 tre- French colonial troops, killing most of them. Alatrash's forces suffered losses as well, but this early success brought men flocking to his ranks. By the end of July, he captured Sawada, which was the main Druze town. Um, and when the French sent 3,000 men under General Roger Michaud to relieve it, the column was also cut to pieces. And at that point, all of Syria knows of, of Alatrash's victory over the French. Um, so this suddenly becomes an existential challenge to French rule in Syria. Um, the French have to destroy Al-Atrash um, and defeat him conclusively. Otherwise, it transforms into a national rising, which in fact it actually does. Over the following three months, um, the uh, Syrians who are inspired by the example of Al-Atrash fight with him um, and so this begins to take a slightly different course from other Arab revolts. In uh, previous Arab revolts, if you look at the Arab revolt of 1916 um, against the Ottoman Empire, um, Arab notables, Arab leaders, um, Sharif Hussein of Mecca, for example, um, would call uh, Arabs of lower social ranks to, to flock to the banner. But in this instance, something else is happening. Men from 
lesser, more middling sorts uh, of, of Syrian Arab men uh, from um, le- less prestigious backgrounds are the, the organisers and the inspirers and the kind of the, the, the nodes within the revolt. Often they had been either in the Ottoman army or to Ottoman military school. Um, and they understood fighting and they understood um, and were, were quickly able to adapt this to uh, new kinds of guerrilla warfare. The French never quite got this. Um, and they never quite understood that Al-Trash was more than simply an Arab warlord. The, again, once again, the French colonial chauvinistic way of looking at this was he is just another Arab um, uh, who, who will eventually lead his people to rack and ruin, um, uh, or he's, he's just an Arab, um, like a, a tribal chief. But he's not. He is somebody quite steeped in modern nationalist um, ideas, an educated man. Um, he'd been a young Ottoman army conscript in the Balkans before the First World War, and he'd later joined the Arab Revolt. So he had experience alongside uh, Faisal um, of fighting uh, against the Turks. By mid-August 1925, he was in touch with um, Shabanda and the People's Party in Damascus, and on the 23rd of August, as commander of the Syrian Revolutionary Armies, he issued a general call to arms, appealing to all Syrians to remember your forefathers, your history, your heroes, your martyrs, your national honour. Remember the the civilised nations that are united cannot be destroyed. Al-Trash called for the complete independence of Syria, the institution of free elections and popular government, and the expulsion of foreign armies from Syrian soil. And in an interesting touch, the application of the principles of the French Revolution and the rights of man. Um, So a a modern and forward-looking figure who was saying much of what the the later forebears in various national liberation movements around the world in the 20th century uh, would have said, free elections, popular government, and the expulsion of foreign armies from, from Syrian soil. Of course, we see in the period from 1917 to um, 1919 an extraordinary colonisation of the Arab world, the defeat of the Ottoman Empire, the humbling and the humiliation of um, the of the Turks, with um, as foreign soldiers occupying key points in Constantinople, all the way to um, foreign armies in places like Ar- Armenia, um, the colonisation of most of North Africa, which had obviously been ongoing since the nineteenth century, uh, and the evisceration of the uh, of the Ottoman Empire. Well. Not only do you get Turkish nationalism, but upsurges of Arab nationalism uh, and the desire for uh, self-determination, obviously, in, in Arab countries countries too. Um, exploiting the long-standing alliances between the grain-producing villages of southern Syria, uh, writes Susan Peterson, uh, and the Damascene merchants, the revolt spread. Friendships forged uh, in Ottoman military schools drove it northwards. In August and September 1925, insurgent bands uh, penetrated the Garden District around Damascus. 
In October, Fauzi al Kawakshi, a former Ottoman army officer who was now captain in the French Legion, mutinied together with his men and joined with Bedouin bands to seize Hammer, 200 kilometres north of Damascus. The French, rattled short of men facing an enemy they couldn't clearly see, turned to Circassian, Kurdish and Armenian irregulars to do the work of sweeping into villages, rooting out suspected rebels. Uh, tales soon spread of rampant violence and rapacity of those troops, who openly hawked their looted goods in Damascus. Um, heavy use was also made of aerial bombardment. Um, once again, you know, it, 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 as, as, a, as a, a well-repeated trope that the, 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 the British kept troublesome tribes in line using uh, bombing, aerial bombing and poison gas. Um, and so did, uh, so did the French. Um, so Hammer was um, uh, heavily bombed, where notables forced the insurgents to uh, withdraw following a prolonged um, shelling, that, uh, a prolonged aerial bombardment that took several hundred lives. Um, so Susan Peterson writes, This was a vicious, ugly war. One morning in early October, uh, Damascenes woke up to find French troops parading the corpses of a few dozen ostensible rebels through their streets and then stringing them up for public view in the Margot Square. And it also it has kind of uh, sort of echoes of uh, the, the, the later horrors of, of Algeria, which once again is something hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get to in um, the, coming, the coming year. Three days later, insurgents dumped the bodies of 12 Circassians outside the city's eastern gate. With both insur- insurgents and irregulars active in the city, on the 18th of October, the French sent tanks careening through the narrow streets that even began a bombardment. And that evening began a bombardment, sorry. Next day, all troops were withdrawn, and for the next few days, Damascus was under fire from live shells and airplanes. And it was this point that the real international outcry began. And we will come to that um, in, in the not-too-distant future. Um, the... At the end of, towards the end of the Second World War, um, the, the British, um, who had liberated, along with three French forces, had uh, liberated Syria um, earlier in the war from Vichy France. The British actually have to cross over uh, with an armed, uh, armed column into um, free French-ruled um, uh, Damascus in order to confine the French army to barracks because of the uh, levels of violence and abuses uh, against the Syrian population and the uh, fury with which an anti-colonial uprising uh, was put down uh, and the, the demand for um, free elections and uh, independence uh, after World War Two. Now, this isn't to necessarily to prevent paint British colonialism in a rosy light, far from it. But it give, does give you a sense of kind of perspective on how violent French colonialism in Syria actually was if the British army have to intervene and uh, encourage some sort of sense of decency and restraint. Um, probably Britain was more motivated by the fear that um, uh, Arab unrest would spread throughout the Middle East and, and cause everybody, uh, every colonial power, a lot of trouble. Probably. 
Anyway, I uh, hope you found that useful and interesting. It's the first podcast of a new year, so we're going to try to really kind of pick up the pace a bit. Um, last year, the coronavirus, unfortunately, uh, meant that um, there was a, a lot less I could do. But we're, we're kind of, we're, we're back on it now. We're back on it now. Anyway, stay safe, look after yourselves, and um, I hope that whatever lockdowns are about to be put under won't last too long. Take good care. Come and check us out at the Explaining History Facebook group. And if you can possibly support Explaining History on Patreon, we're always very, very grateful for that. Thanks very much, everybody. All the best. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.